0: Hello and welcome to the T's and C's podcast. My name is Tasha Duffy. And I'm Christine Barnes. We're all guilty of sending podcast lent voice notes of our day-to-day ups and downs of life, so we decided to share them with you. To celebrate International Women's Day,
1: this week we had the beautiful Janelle Squires. Janelle got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2020. At the end of February, she celebrated two years in remission.
0: Janille has always had a smile on her face before, throughout her treatment, and even a bigger one now. We really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did listen to her story and the positivity that shines from this woman. Fancy a cuppa? Right, let's pop the kettle on.
1: So our guest this week is a really good friend of mine. She was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 29 during COVID and is here to tell us her story.
2: It's Janelle Squires. Hi. Welcome. Hi, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Are you nervous? you <laughs> yeah, Okay. No, I just got nervous there that second. A little, little bit nervous. <laughs> <relaxed>. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> now I have to talk
0: tell like where's the other person. <laughs> <laughs> no. So no nerves, needed no
1: nerves. No. Just a bit of tea no. and, it and it with your friends. Yeah. All good. All good. Just no tea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not today. (laughs) The milk went off from yesterday. I had to tell Shane this morning, throw that milk (laughs) in the (laughs) bin. So yeah, like we were saying, we had a little chat before we came on today and we basically explained that the reason we wanted you to come in is because your story, especially at the time, really affected me because I knew you personally. And you were so open with everybody about your diagnosis. And We wanted to find out more of that. I never, obviously people don't like to ask questions and stuff like that. And it obviously is really hard time for someone to go through. But do you know what? Every time that I seen you, the whole way through anything, you had a smile on your face the whole time. And I said to Tasha, like, we need her in here because you do hear the stories that are publicized about smaller children and kids getting sick. You hear people's grandparents or parents of an older age getting sick. You don't hear the stories of the people of your similar age group. Like you were in your 20s when you got diagnosed. That is so young. You're in the pivotal point in your life. Yeah. You haven't had kids yet. You weren't married. So we just. I said to Tasha, we have to have this girl in because I need to know, I want to hear a story and I want everybody to hear a story. So... Will we go back to the beginning? Let's go back to the start. Okay, so we're taking away. Tell us how everything went. Okay, so I
2: it, it took a year for me to be diagnosed. I was, fell sick in 2019. Okay. um, So I was in and out of Beaumont and I was in and out of my doctors for a year. Um, it got quite bad in the November. I like developed this persistent cough. Like I would send voice notes, you know, when you send voice notes to friends, but like you listen back and it's just me going eh, 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 and just talking through. I got so used to it, like it wasn't there. Um and then obviously COVID hit. Uh in the I went to London with my sister in the February. And um, but when I came back then, like the cough, everybody was like, Bet you have that. Like, COVID. That COVID, yeah. like that's going around. Um so I went back to the doctor, he put me on steroids, I had to get off work again, sick for a week. At this point, I was having, like, really bad night sweats, like, and I was scratching my skin. So it started with a cough then? Yeah. No, it actually started with vomiting. Okay. So I ended up in, I collapsed, I worked in the Gourmet Food Parlor in Scaries mm-hmm. at the time, oh, yeah, and I, I, I collapsed on shift at about, I think it was a Saturday night, and um, I was in a terrible way, and they had to call an ambulance, and I went straight into Beaumont. I think
1: I remember that. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I was... actually think I remember that, that they were saying that something happened and you went away in an ambulance.
2: Yeah, that was that night like I oh went in? God. Yeah, so I was actually at this. It was the summer time, so I was at the Scaries. Um, you know we did do the big fair on the, the like grass, summer festival the summer thing. festival thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was on the bumper cars during the day, and I, when we got in the car, and we came out at the bumper cars. I was like, pull the car over and gonna get sick. And I was like, "What is that?" Like, I just started getting like, "You did sick. put it down to the I bumper cars." Bumper yeah, cars. of course. And I was like, "Oh, so- I'm a bit old for them." Like, I obviously, can't go on. <laughs> yeah, old, like,
1: twenty nine, bit, old for, bit old for bumper cars.
2: Still make now. Will yeah. That. <laughs> like, yeah. But it got worse and worse throughout the day, and I was like, "This is really bad." So I went into hospital, went on a drip, got bloods done, the whole lot, and was just kind of sent home. And they did an ultrasound, they said that it could have been a cyst on my ovary. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was a cyst on my ovary. It was like, oh okay. They put it down to like maybe that bursting and cause an uh, gastro.
0: So this was the summer. This was the summer the year before. The year before. So, it was so they Life. never came back to you. Where,
2: like they just said it could have been a cyst. Yeah. Okay. I uh, got a course of tablets for my stomach to stop the acid. Yeah. Um, and that went on for a few days, but it calmed down and it was gone away. And then in the August, I ended up in hospital again, same thing, only was 10 times worse. And my dad brought me in. So I went in, um, was there for a day and a half, was put on a drip the whole lot. And the doctor on duty was like, you're still here, like you should go, like it's time for you to go now, it's okay. So I remember going home and then at two o'clock in the morning that night, my dad came in from work and I was in a terrible way again. And I said, bring me back. So he brought me back in and I had to get an injection, but I was crawling around the floors like the nurse was like, you need to sit up. I was like, I can't. I was crawling on the floors. I was vomiting. I was back up on a bed. They gave me an injection to stop it. I was there for another day. And then I went home and I calmed down after that. That's when the cough developed. So it was about six weeks after that.
0: And again, there was no like you weren't.
2: Let's look into this. This is the second time. No, it was just they just saw me as they're like, you're healthy you eat well, all this stuff like it just it, it wasn't seen as anything. Um, and then it was the March. So I, in the February, I, that's when I went on them steroids and I scratched my skin and like, it was it was so bad. Like, I was getting night sweats and um, it came to a point where I was putting pseudo cream on my legs, covering myself with leggings, putting socks on over the leggings, sending pictures to like my friends, like in your group chat and I'm like, this is me tonight. Just to stop, scratch yeah, myself. Oh yeah,
0: oh my God. Um, yeah.
2: It felt, the only way to describe it was like ants under your skin. It was crawling, it was awful, but it was only there at certain points. It wasn't there all day, every day. Yeah. It was only there like when I got in at night time and the night sweats would start and stuff. Um, and then March came around and it was COVID. Now, the week before COVID, I... I'd woken up with bruising all down the backs of my legs. Okay. So it was really bad. And sure, I was on the Google and then that was it. I was literally, I saw lymphoma and I saw leukemia. And I was in with my sister and she was like, you need to go now. Like, So I went into work and then I said I had a doctor's appointment. And there was a different doctor there. My doctor was on holidays, like locally. And there was a different doctor there in replacement of him. And he said, I'm really concerned. Like, you need to go to Beaumont. So off I went in the car to myself to Bowman Yourself? Well, yeah, it was you just... You weren't
0: thinking anything. You weren't thinking of it. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: My sister, like at the time you were allowed people in since so before COVID oh, okay. hit. So my sister finished work. She came down. She spent like five or six hours sitting with me. And then it was like eight o'clock in the morning the next day. And I headed off home. a and Just that was... Uh, was sent home, like two nurses took a look at me, the, everything, got my bloods done. What? And they said, we'll send your bloods back to your doctor. So this was the following day, so it was the Friday. I remember breaking down at work when I called my doctor and he's like, I don't have any blood tests from Bowman for you. So I finally got them on the Monday, they were sent to somebody else. Anyway, that's just a rigmarole that kind of happened in between. Yeah. Um, and it just came back with nothing. So that cleared up, the bruising cleared up, the everything was fine. Then COVID hit and she was trying to get an appointment, my doctor was crazy. Mm. And then I just kind of carried on. But then my, like, sorry, I missed throughout Christmas. I was working in a local pub before, uh, just after I got the cough. And I got in with like this mad skin rash all over my face. Like, like my eyes were heavy, my eyelids were like so swollen. I went in and I'm the young lad saying, oh, like, just go home, like you're grand. And that lasted a couple of days, but it was coming back every few weeks I stopped wearing makeup but then I started looking like I almost wrinkles under my eyes like if you look at pictures you can. now I look back and I'm like oh my god I looked so sick
0: oh god
2: Um, but Covid hit so what was everyone doing we were out walking yeah like but I was still in work because I was uh, essential worker essential worker like I was working in freight so we were shipping things like in and out import export so um, I was going to work every day and I was like god I've fucking wish I had a week off like everyone else I was else. the same yeah. and you were, I was raging <laughs> literally sorry, all not. of us were like
1: oh I wish we had two weeks off I was yeah. like
0: am I the only one Yeah. Work?
1: <laughs> I was googling like Literally. what shops are open what do I tell them if they stop me now I have to go now I think it's my dad like he was would have been like what 63 I'm like my dad's elderly I have to go and get his I essentials for him. Him.
2: like that's what it was like. yeah so I come back in the evenings I go for a walk with a friend and the cough got worse and worse but I started to look worse like my skin was really bad and they were lads, which is great because they're just pure on a and they're just like, "Look at the head and like, yeah, he you, know, like, you know, you look terrible." Yeah. I'm you. like, "Thanks, lads." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm trying. He said, like, "Go see a doctor," and then um, I went and saw a doctor because I was up all night, and I used to slag me actually as well because the hot weather came around. I was wearing shorts when my skin so was this completely. This is the following scratched. summer. It's the following then. summer, and still no diagnosis. Nothing, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I'd gone to the doctor six times over this cough. And just had been issued steroids, antibiotics, steroids, antibiotics like course the whole time, and then when I I'd weighed in the March, and then I went back in in June, and the doctor weighed me again. I was down five kilos, and he said, "Wow, yeah." And I was sixty, I was sixty five kilos at the time. Like, so, you know, I can't afford to lose like five kilos no. because like, I'm quite tall. Yeah. As well. So I was small, but at the same time I was like, sure, I'm just like everyone else and just out walk. Yeah, just walk. <laughs> I've never all walked time. so much in my yeah. life. exactly. And I was doing like online classes and stuff with yeah. people, but I noticed I couldn't keep up with that. I couldn't breathe; like it okay. was terrible. And that five k thing came around. Remember, yeah. you had to nominate five, donate five. Remember doing that five k, and I hit the playground in St. Hattings at the end of it, and I nearly crawled home. I was like, oh my god, I'm so unfit, but I shouldn't. I knew I wasn't. You that shouldn't unfit. have been. Yeah, yeah. So when I went to the doctor the last time, I said, look, this cough has not gone away. He said, okay, like, let's just get you for an x-ray. We haven't sent you for an x-ray yet. That was the Thursday and I went out for a walk with my best friend that night and we were just like having such, like, just a laugh. We were actually acting like two kids and she would go back into the house. And on the way out, it was so funny. She just said to me, God, I could walk laps and laps and lap with you all night long. I like, can just chat. Um and we laughed and I said oh like I'll give you a shout on Saturday when I get out of the hospital but I went into work the Friday now technically the doctor gave me the note to go in on the Friday but I'd missed that much work I was like oh I'm not going to bother yeah. I'll go in Saturday morning but something came over me when I drove in on the Saturday morning. I just broke out into tears crying. I just felt like something was wrong, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was like, put yourself together, you're fine. And you know, when you try ring everybody, mm. you, you want someone to calm me down. Yeah. And no one's answering the phone. Like, yeah. It was nine, getting worse yeah. and worse. Then. <laughs> and it was nine o'clock on the morning no one was answering the phone. And I was like, put yourself together, I'm such a baby. Went in, got the x-ray and the nurse looked at me and she was like, have you been feeling unwell? I was like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, right, right, OK. And I was like, what happens now? Are you going to send the x-ray to my doctor? Because I'm so used to just being told yeah. your GP will have your information. She said, no, she said, wait there, I'm going to go grab a doctor. So she ran, grab a doctor. He comes, he grabs me. He says, you know what the in a and a moment was like that big circle, like a big office in yeah. the middle of all the beds. He was walking past, that's your x-ray there. Do you see that little speck? He said, you know, we see that. So we're just a bit concerned. And I was like, I saw a little, tiny black shadow on the left. And he goes. No, not that, the thing on the right. And it was literally that size. I was like, that's the size of my fist. He went, yeah. He was like, we're going to bring you to the back. He sat me down. He was like, you need to call a family member because it is a mask. Oh, sorry. It is a mask. And he said, we're going to get some doctors to come see you now. So I saw a heart doctor, a lung doctor. Um, and then I saw a blood doctor. And she was the same age as me. Uh, and her name was Maeve. And she gave me a full tap down. And she said, okay. Um, in the meantime, I called like my sister, and <laughs> she's so funny. And I was not wrong with you She's like, I have our nephew here. What am I meant to do? And I was like, oh, I don't know. They just Who said Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know, Carl. So what? She's like, fine. She like come in. She rings me. She's like, don't let me in. I was like, you're not allowed to come in. Like it's the middle of COVID. Yeah. I was like, I'll come out to you when I know more. So, um, the doctor had said like, we. Yeah. I think you've got lymphoma. It's a type of blood cancer, and just so openly says it. And I was like sitting on the bed in the back of a and I was like excuse me can you repeat that and then I cried for like a second and I was like okay she's like is there someone here for you? I was like my sister's outside on a bench she's like do you want to go outside and tell her and I was like "Yeah, you want to come with me yeah you know so she went out and told her like out in like broad daylight we're just sitting there like on a bench she just says this is Blase, what we think like- yeah she got so upset and I remember like I was like this just as like, a little bit as I am now I was just rattling like I couldn't believe what I was hearing, but I saw her face. I saw how upset she was, and yeah. I was like, "God, this is just terrible!" Like, and I knew she'd have to get back in her car, go home, yeah, tell my family, tell everybody, because I didn't know what was next. Then now, fair play to the doctor; she was able to get my sister in, so I wasn't alone until I got put up into a ward. And yeah, that was it. I was in hospital for four weeks on my own. Oh my God. People came to see me. I was allowed to go outside, but it wasn't for very long. I was also quite weak at the time. So, like, I would get tired quite quickly and stuff. And obviously, I was losing even more weight. Like, that's just going into shock, like, with your body and stuff. But I went through every test, like like PET scans, blood, because they had to take a biopsy. They took something out of my shoulder to biopsy that to find out what exactly it was. Yeah misdiagnosed one day which was kind of awful because there's a couple of different types of lymphoma and mine was Hodgkin's lymphoma but there's a type that's called B-cell lymphoma and that's like really bad and um, like you are definitely can't have kids like it's it's so intrusive intense you have to be an inpatient like you can't leave the hospital to get all your treatments It's like a six-month process oh my god so that was petrifying I sat, remember sitting there and I had my little pen and my notebook taking notes and the doctor tells me this and they let me Somebody come in. I didn't let any of my family come in. I had my neighbour Susie, uh, who I grew up with, like a second mommy to me. I asked her to come in because I needed somebody that wouldn't break. Like to I need knew- too close, too yeah. close. If mm. my sister had been there, like she'd been awful. Like my yeah. dad, he wouldn't been able to cope. Like, um, or he'd pick the information up wrong in his head, and he would be like, "What's happening?" Spiral, spiral, exactly. Yeah. Like with my dad.
0: Like in that time, like all you want <laughs> is your family there. How yeah. did you think of something like that? Like to have your neighbour. You know what I mean. You don't like, have a
2: choice. Yeah. I re- like,
0: but it's even like, like you know the way you know if you'd you'd want your family to be like, no, no I want them there. Like, yeah. you,
2: like did. that was so brave. Like, you know what I mean? That's such a hard, brave decision. I had to beg. I had to be like, I need somebody here with me. Like, I can't be here on my own. Yeah. Just in case, because you just don't like, you don't know what they're going to tell you. Like, though, yeah. but you're just you just weren't allowed. Now, thank I paid. I've always paid health insurance. Don't ask me. Was a friend of mine years ago brought it up, and I was like, "Sure, surely that's a thing. Do we not have to do that?" Like, and she's like, "No, you have to pay for it. It's fifty euro a month. I've paid for it for like a decade of my life, and it came in so handy because I had my own room. Okay, got put into a ward, and every three this days, this was
0: at the height, was like COVID, height was. COVID.
2: Yeah, yeah, you shared a room. There was st- I shared a room for the first three days. There was five other women on the on the ward. Nice. There's actually one from Scary's Day that I knew from serving scones and tea too, and really? gourmet food parlour. Swear it down
1: what yeah. a twist of fate oh man. mad
2: like yeah crazy and were you on a, a cancer ward no at the beginning I wasn't Okay, uh, it was just a regular ward St. Teresa's ward actually I remember the name of it and I could okay. see the sunset every day and you know what I'm oh, like Like I, I know, know I yeah. love a sunset like or a sunrise but I could see the sunset every day out my window so that just kind of made me happy
1: gave you a little bit of yeah, happiness yeah gave me a
2: boost and the porters were just like coming up with Trolleys every day. Of, really? Like, Penny's knowledge was opened no. So we were like dropping bags off the front desk and it was no just way. so nice. Yeah, yeah. And flowers and everything. And they just bring it up in the porters, which just know where it was going all the time. People yeah. were like, What are you getting? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you know, surprise. different kind of snacks. And yeah. All. Like it was so nice. And then I got wheeled off then and I, I got down to the hematology ward because it was in my blood. Like if I got an infection, if I had had COVID, like, because yeah. it was a 10 centimeter tumor between my heart and my oh lung. Oh my God. I like, you know, when I took deep breaths, I'd be like, like that's I could hear it when I like I'm breathed out. It was like a small
1: ruler that yeah. you had from school. three yeah. quarters of that was the size of what was in
2: yeah. her body. Yeah. Oh my god. And all it took was an X-ray from a cough, like for them to do it, because it obviously wasn't coming up in my blood. And now what was coming up in my blood was my white blood cells were trying to fight something. Like yeah, an because infection. Because you said
0: this was this is a blood cancer.
2: Yeah. But you had got your bloods done. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And did they explain
2: why it never came up? No. It just Like I remember the Sunday, so I went in on the Saturday and I remember the Sunday. My current hematology doctor he came in and he had three residents it was like an episode of Grey's Anatomy like oh really yeah I was, for <laughs> the time. I was sitting there and I was like why am I like is there a camera somewhere <gasps> am I on <in> a show <laughs> exactly and he stands there and he's like talk me through the process so I was like oh I came in yesterday he said no so he'd obviously wrote red file notes or whatever notes it was to say yeah. how much you're coming back. So he's standing there with the three residents to be like, here's a healthy looking young 29 year old after walking into the hospital numerous times and nothing happened. And here she is sitting here and she's got cancer. Like, Now it still took about two and a half weeks for them to figure out what exactly it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I'd loads the tests and obviously at the time wasn't allowed out of the hospital because it could have been so much worse than what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah it was really hard but like you said earlier on you were like you were so open and you just said it out loud yeah. and like I remember the following day so it was Sunday I had to write a list I'm like okay who who, who do I call who do I tell who needs to know before anything else that's to happen like I just so that's can't what I did.
1: imagine having to make those like to have to even have them thoughts
2: Yeah
1: on your, <clears throat> on, your on your own like this is a thing you're on your own like like you didn't have your friend, you didn't have your sister, your brother, you didn't have anybody to be like, right, well, what's the plan? What will we do? What, like, so Even where do we go next? Even someone to put a smile like... on your face for five minutes, like, I just can't believe that you had to do all of that on your own. And like, but like, obviously I know that your family were in contact with you like mm. every day and you did get to see them, but like to have to see them for like 10 minutes and then turn around and walk away from them and have to deal with that on your own, like you're honestly... I admire you're so brave really so you had your diagnosis then and you found out what it was that was two weeks after you went in yeah and then what happened then um
2: and then yeah there was just tests they monitored bloods every day um they'd put me on um different kind of drips
1: so tasha said sorry to interrupt you a second ago that originally when they done your bloods yeah they couldn't tell anything from it. So I know with blood tests, obviously, your blood can tell you a million things. So I think unless you're like, if they had, had tested her blood for cancer, they would have found okay. it. But if they did a generic blood test. It wouldn't have come no, up. No, it
2: wouldn't have come up. No. Yeah. So, so they actually had to get blood, blood from my artery. Okay. So, and that was a lot different. That that blood that blood count came back completely different than just okay. testing whatever my regular blood count is yeah. you know now they don't do it now like they don't test my blood my or anything but I know what to look for on the blood cards and I kind of take them or like last week I got them done I took a picture when I got the results so I know it's low it's high so you just you know? have to like learn about this
0: you said this is it now I need to learn about this yeah
2: yeah, yeah. but it completely feels like it was 20 years ago like it really does because now half things I'm like what well. but that's like, what know? I mean it,
0: it, it's
1: even for me like that feels like a couple of months ago yeah mm-hmm. That I remember seeing you and I had that feeling of like, what do you say to that person? Mm. Yeah. What What do I say to her that's not going to offend her? Yeah. Upset her? Overstep the mark? But I also don't want to ignore it and not like.
2: What's Acknowledge the word? it.
1: Acknowledge it. Yeah.
2: Part of the reason why I came out and was so open about mm. it was one, I was locked in the room. Mm. Right. Mm. I had one visitor actually, because she's a nurse in the hospital, a woman from Scary's. Mm. Um, she actually does the X-rays in the hospital, but she wasn't working the day that my X-ray was done. So she would come in in her scrub. She came in two or three times. And um, if I was having breakfast, she was finishing a shift. Like she'd pop her head in, she'd come and have a chat for twenty minutes, which was great. Like that. Did you was know so this nice. woman? I did. I oh, do okay. know. Her, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was delighted to see yeah. her. I remember when she first came in. I was a familiar face. You know uh, that's mean? Yeah, that's all it is. It's just like a quick chat, and then you're like, oh, how's this person? And yeah, you're like, what's going on out there? Like, yeah, what's going on out in the world? Like. Um, but like I wouldn't say I'm not. I'm very fussy with food, but I'm not fussy with food. I'd eat that. But like I don't like milk so like I mean, they'd serve up cereal in the morning and I'm like no so I got to know across the kitchen like the woman in the kitchen she'd do me boiled eggs and brown bread no and I
0: had
2: to, like, I'd sit there and I'd have like a three course breakfast and I'd have yogurt and granola and <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible but like that's just got me through the day like it was yeah. literally food but they'd weigh me and they'd be like you're losing weight and I'm like it's probably just stress yeah because like, yeah. I'm eating I'm eating I'm like, well I'm in mean, here all these protein brands <laughs> yeah. like,
0: so you you were in the in the, here on your own, so you opened up to social media. Yeah, and can you tell us about that then?
2: Yeah, I just remember I got a phone call, and that was it. Like I heard that I was on death's door, like, and I was never coming out of hospital. And we love local rumours; like yeah. they happen. And then I was like, right, okay, for me to say it out loud, one, I'm just I'm spreading awareness. Yeah, two, it's coming from the horse's mouth. What's going on? If people want to know, it's there. Um, and that's kind of really why I did it and then like it obviously you can get very lonely in there and yeah. there's a certain time of the day people go to sleep in Ireland and uh, I was lucky to live abroad for a while so I had friends in Australia but I've never been to Australia but I had friends that lived there Yeah. and then obviously friends in Canada and stuff Um. so there was always somebody at a certain time of day that was awake if I needed a chat I'd get a call or you know you text in or mm. you're just being constant in touch with so yeah. I was like right okay it was just nice when you're there alone yeah yeah, so that's kind of why I did it. Yeah. And it and it was nice and you, it was spread awareness and it was a nice way to keep in touch with people because you could not see anybody. Yeah. Um, I always said that I'd stop it when I leave the hospital, but then obviously like the night before I was due to leave. So I had my first chemotherapy on the Monday. So it was the 20th of June.
1: So when, after your diagnosis then, yeah. what way
2: did they explain what you had to
1: do? So what was, you, what were you given? That you so said, it was, this is your treatment plan. Yeah, so they
2: literally said, you've got to do 12 chemotherapies. They were like, from the get-go, you're going to lose your hair. I was like, are you sure? And they were like, you're going to lose your hair. So I just straight away, I was like, right, okay. Hair's coming off. That's it. Just, it just... Even for that, like, yeah.
1: I know you might not have known Danielle when you were younger, but I, when you think of Danielle Squires when we were younger, from when we were out drinking, when we were underage, Daniil had this full curly hair. And honestly, when I first heard that, I was like, oh my God, she's going to be so sad. She's going to lose her hair. What if she loses her hair? you were just as beautiful when it wasn't there and you're gorgeous now, your curls and everything are still there. But that was the first thing I thought of for yeah. you is I think that if anything like that, touch would happen to me, that would be the first thing I'd think of. I'd be like, oh my God, my hair. Mm. And like as a young woman, like what did that feel like to be told that?
2: It was, it was grand. Really? really? She said, it was the first question I asked, am I going to lose my hair? She said, yeah, your hair's gone. I said, okay. Fair so 80. I looked into the drugs they were going to give me. So yeah. it was like ABVD. They didn't end up giving me one of them. They just got ABVD. A, um, and all of them said side effects, hair loss, side effects, hair loss, hair loss. You know. So I said, right, okay. So I think if you just ask the question, get the answer and just straight you know away be like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now... When you start to lose your hair, it's painful. Like you're like as in not like oh you know, you're just like you know you've hurt yourself or you're breaking a leg. You're in pain. It's the uncomfortableness of that on your head. Like I can't explain it. It's just it feels so heavy. And at night time, like I started wearing the caps because I bought like these caps are like forty year old bamboo and they'd cool your head down at night. So I'd wear that over my hair because it was just sore. it was sore to lie down on sometimes it was just irritating. So I said to myself, right, when your hair starts falling out, it's just the next step of getting better. The sooner okay. it falls out, the better, like, you know, wow. that's the mentality that I had. And I just kind of said it all the time. And don't get me wrong, though, sometimes, you know, I'd brush my hair or my sister would brush my hair. Or I used to go to Sinead's and get a blow dry, yeah. like. Shout out dash of Colour. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sinead Donnelly, <laughs> little plug plug there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd just go down for a weekly blow dry. Well, I was like, cause I got sick of washing it myself. Cause I just, just clumps were coming yeah. out and I'd brush it. And it was just falling out all the time. I was like, Yeah, I'll got get somebody else to do this every week, like, mm-hmm. until I had to cut it off because it would just matte. Like nothing that you could help would matte. Even if you fell asleep with your hair and pigtails, you'd wake up and it'd be still It'd be still matte. Like that's just kind of how it went.
1: So did that happen through your treatment then? What kind of stage? So did you go through a few chemos first and then that happened? Or Were you sick with chemo? What was the
2: kind of experience with that? Yeah, chemo. The first chemo I got, I remember. I I can almost feel I was in the hospital. She was giving me the chemo in my bed, and like again, it was just me and the nurse. And like you ask, you are like, oh, can someone hold my hand? It's just like not a thing, unless you are going in to get something under the knife. They give you a hand holder, like. But like that was it. Like it was like you just there was no one there to hold your hand. You don't know what's gonna happen to your body, like. Um. But she gave me the drugs and I just remember it feeling like an explosion in my chest. So I was obviously going straight to the tumor, like and I or the mass.
0: Yeah. And
2: I just coughed for about two and a half hours solid. I was just like <sighs> couldn't stop coughing. I literally felt like I was trying to cough something up. But that never happened again after that. And then it was just pure exhaustion. Yeah, really lost appetite. Um but for the you were first going couple of days. In and
1: out of hospital, were you?
2: Yeah, after the first one. So yeah. after the first one, I was due to come out uh, on the Tuesday. And then my house burned down. But we get into oh, that later. Yeah. <laughs> and just was like, sorry, excuse me?
1: I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And then the house burned down. So I was kind of like still there for another few days. I had to like gather the tots and we obviously had to find somewhere to live. And there was a lot going on. So um, I don't know if I had time to process what my body was going through because... Mm-hmm. But to be honest, that was the best night's sleep I got in hospital was that night. Really? Yeah. I think, gosh, I just cried so much yeah. that I just, my body just went, okay, that's it, turn off. And I remember waking up at nine o'clock the next day and I was like, oh gosh, like, it was a great sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I was so happy that I would slept so much like because usually I be sometimes cried to the nurse like please give me something to help or, but I actually refused it because I didn't want to get to I didn't know how long I was going to be in there yeah I took sleeping tablets on my third night being in hospital and I just woke up in a terrible state of like sweats and emergency doctor had to come see me he was giving me injections trying to stop the sweat and like I was changing my clothes there was puddles on the floor like stop. I had no idea what was going on like that would have happened if I was at home yeah so thank God I'd figured it out but, like, obviously, I got into the hospital and they figured it out. But that would have happened regardless. So I'm glad that I was in the hospital because I was able to get help. and um, Because I was a vomited and everything. Because I think it was just, like, the chills and what yeah. I was sweating. So I feel like I'm doing it now. I'm like, oh, it just <laughs> comes back. like. Um, But, yeah. So I think I didn't have time to process the first chemo. But then the second time after that. But then, yeah, I was going in and out. Now, I was originally due to get 12. Don't know if I would have reached the 12 because I got very tired towards the end. Like I remember saying to my dad, it was like the third last one. So maybe I was six. Yeah, it was the sixth one I was in. I and was how like, often I'm do tired. you get that? Is It, it once... was every two weeks.
1: Every two weeks. Okay. So you'd have
2: one bad week, one good week. So one, okay. one week you'd see me, I'd be in bed for four days. If I could get up and get into the shower every day was my goal. Get up, shower, new, jam, was back into bed. That was the only thing I wanted to do was brush my teeth and do that every day.
0: And, like was your body like were you just exhausted just tired
2: yeah and then you'd feel sick like or you would get sick and yeah. then you just didn't want to eat you know so I took some stuff that helped me sleep and got me through my nights sometimes yeah. I'd have 12 15 hours sleep but it also made me hungry and I ate so
1: you gotta do what you, you gotta do, do what you gotta do. Do.
2: absolutely your body's recovery needs to rest and it yeah. needs to eat and it needs food so I did what I got to do. Mm. I had to do what I had to do then, like to get it into me. So that's what I did.
1: So we'll take a little break then from this side of the story because Tasha got a little fright <laughs> a minute ago.
0: Because- I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> As what? if it couldn't get worse for her. You're like, and then my house burned down, And then the next day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so what, what happened there? My um, brother uh, got a new TV and uh, his bedroom's up in the attic. And. Dad was downstairs cooking his dinner. <laughs> so I'm just laughing because of the way my dad went down that night. Like, I don't know what I've heard stories. It just makes me laugh. Dad was downstairs cooking his dinner. Sister was in her room. Sister was at the bottom of the attic stairs and she was like, what's that smell? Like, Danny was like, Jesus, she looks up to smoke coming down the stairs. She's like, Dad, get out of the house. The house is on fire. And he was like, what? So my brother had brought a new TV and it was just, it was just plugged in. We all leave our TVs yeah, on. Yeah, Like on standby. Yeah, and yeah. the scarf board went on fire in the back and, the TV just That's went it. up in smoke. And then the we with neighbours who had fire extinguishers and a uh, crash across the road. So a couple of lads ran in. My dad ran in. They were trying to blow it out. But then when it exploded and the window smashed on the roof, they were like, "It's the TV. Like, it's going to go bang. Yeah. So they just oh, ran the out. Ethics. And then Scary's Fire Brigade came. And um, Danny said one of them just looked at me and was like, no. And she was like, Yeah. So they went in, but sure the water damage was almost worse than the fire damage. Yeah, of course. So the second floor like the roofs obviously collapsed down so like my, my dad was like yeah I'm sleeping here tonight and some fire came. No, like, you're not my dinner's on
0: yeah <laughs> like, can <laughs> I just hold my on
2: like you wonder where I get it from Where you're just like come on. like you know it's not right, the worst thing going it, on, on, on in my life <laughs> hey, <let's laughs> yeah yeah so get the fire extension like, like, yeah, so I'll finish my yeah. dinner and then we'll all yeah. off to bed
0: yeah. and that'll be it now
2: <laughs> He's mad. don't even mess now up there will he's not. clean up after yourselves will
0: Fucking had a nightmare at work today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> the neighbours were like feeding them all whiskey like, you know. Um, but then my neighbours were like, what the hell is going on? So then, yeah, my sister and dad went and stayed in my aunt's house Um, and the house was left and thank God they didn't stay because with that, the water pressure dropped. So like, it the roofs fell through. Now downstairs down, was fine. No, the downstairs the was fine floor. just to the second floor. Like. So yeah. That's what happened. So, what did you do? Oh, my aunt, bless her soul. We my godmother. Yeah, yeah. I, was I like, well, my aunt just moved everything out of the way. <laughs> yeah. My aunt still lives. Does. My aunt still lives in my dad's family home from when oh, they were okay. kids. So she had a three-bedroom house. So these so were all. My uncle there. has a two-bedroom apartment. My uncle Jimmy, and so Frida moved in with him, and then we moved into oh, her room wow. in rohini So it was away from us. It was away from all yeah. of Yeah. <laughs> A bit of peace for you. No, yeah, but a bit of peace and all you wanted though was, was people. Peace. Your pe- yeah. <laughs> people. Yeah, people. Yeah. I was like, Dad, I don't want to be away from Rush. I've been locked in the hospital for a month. And yeah, like, we have no choice. So I'm like, okay, but you were blessed though but to I, have had somewhere. I am grateful, so blessed that we yeah. had somewhere to go. Now, like, we could have probably found a short term rental. Like, I had yeah. people on the phones. Yeah, and stuff. of course. Um, but I don't have any of the memories that I had being sick in my home in Rush oh my god I never thought of that yeah I remember walking into the home but like it was fresh bedrooms fresh furniture like beautiful fresh bathroom and lovely new fresh bath like and I just remember walking in and being like I had one treatment left so I was like okay by the time you got back in yeah
0: so you're probably like oh I'm home I'm home
2: Wow, And then I did the treatment and I lay in bed for the four or five days and I was like, right, okay, I'm getting up now. And I just got on with it and I was like, that's the last chemo I'll have to do. Radiation, you had to go in every single day, which was fine. You just kind of got tired. Like there's no really mad effect for that. Not in any comparison to chemotherapy. Like, no, there's, there's nothing like that. So like I did that treatment when I was in rush but that was fine like I had friends everywhere every single yeah. day someone was outside the house picking me up bringing me in bringing me home sometimes I just drove myself because I wanted a bit of peace and yeah. like you said everyone asks you the questions and how you're doing how you're feeling and you're just kind of like I just want to get in my car. I want to th- I, wa- yeah, I want to finish. Song, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, Blair's in Have a coffee and be like, another and one done. is just yeah. like us. Janelle
2: yeah. has yeah. a silver yeah. golf yeah. as well.
1: So she's in music going. Absolutely. What is he on the way here,
2: 80s blast. and Yeah, like, yeah. yeah we built this city. <laughs> Highly recommend driving True Dublin. listening to that song. I was like, rock and roll you going, like, going like, over the bridge. I
1: built bridges. this city. I <laughs> <laughs> this great. I was singing earlier
0: in the car Whitney Houston or something, and I mind boys. and Two of them with their hands over their ears. <laughs> I said, Excuse me. <laughs> and they're like, What? I was like, I've seen you with your hand. No, we weren't. We, you were just a bit loud. <laughs> I was like, How dare you?
1: Whereas Tasha's voice is breaking and everybody's trying I, to reach the noise. Yes. <laughs> I'm the when same. Wait, I can get it. do oh, yes. you ever get when you're singing in the car and then
2: you realize you're at a traffic light and the window's open? I'd oh, no be like, shit there's someone I don't I'd wind. hope they join in like, <laughs> they used to be like that 10 years ago now you have people looking at you going she's I know. <laughs> China, you know even now, lad pull up 10 years ago he would be like yeah and they lurk like, or even just a woman Remember, like joining the in. Traffic lights. everyone has this when persona has now driving around, in, around in like, yeah. <laughs> all the bus drivers come on everybody together line up <laughs> Oh, that's oh giving me a good laugh. No, <laughs> I enjoy it. It's <laughs> yeah, so frowned upon now. Oh, having,
0: no. fun. Having, having fun. Having fun, yeah.
1: Okay, so, right, you lovely. said that you were supposed to have 12 chemo's oh, yes. Yeah. So, what did you end up having then? Eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. And what did, was there a reason why you only had to have
2: eight? Uh, yeah, there's just my blood's came back. I went in for a PET scan kind of midway through, and just everything had just shrunk. Oh. Uh, what's a PET scan? Okay. So, PET scan's not scary. Okay. First of all, let's just say that someone says go get a PET scan be like, yes, because they can check every single thing in my body. Brilliant. So basically you go in, they give you a jug of this pink juice to drink. It's not very tasty. Okay. And I finish that off. I'm like, okay. And then they inject this blue dye into your body. Oh yeah. Okay. I have heard of this before. So you are radioactive. So you can't be around like children or like, I think it's old people for like 24 hours or pregnant women. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jokes. I
2: love my job. <laughs>
1: an extra day after
0: yeah. <laughs> get
1: it on a Saturday I'm actually radioactive <laughs> right today. now yeah. sorry
0: <laughs> 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 I'm like going into Beaumont any of that yeah. Juice <laughs> any of that October. on this side <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit <laughs> yeah that's so funny long weekend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take on a Thursday sorry <laughs> radioactive again <laughs> don't know what's going on here oh I can't
1: stop laughing <laughs>
0: that's
2: so funny <laughs> what a thing we're laughing <laughs> it's terrible I like, now want to try it yeah you know I'll try. be in Beaumont now it's, tomorrow it's the stuff they put in you yeah, that's I think it's radioactive because you're not right in the machine yeah just put it inside
0: come, come on
2: <laughs> fuck it up to my veins
0: <laughs> pet scan oh yeah pet scan
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 going to the GP what's wrong do you nothing just need, pet, a pet need a pet scan
2: I need a pet scan now I need a pet scan Right so you go in For the scan They inject the dye Yeah You drink the juice And you go into The machine And you just go in it's Is it like you ever had an MRI, MRI? I haven't had one But I've seen them On the telly The machine Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you just go into One of those machines And it's a little bit Bigger Right Where it like Fit your whole body in But then it scans Back and forth Back and forth Um and stays in certain positions For a minute And that's really kind of it Let's like, really remember noisy, the first one Yeah it, really it can be noisy yeah. But they do Like you can listen to music And oh, stuff okay. Like yeah They're quite good uh, Not my own music you know, It's the music they provide But <laughs> She's not like Yeah built, yeah. <laughs> yeah No I'm not It's more like a really Crackly radio station Oh right? uh, <laughs> <right, okay. laughs> You're, like, you know, yeah. you're hoping the news the Would bridge. come on So you can hear something Like Tapping early Yeah You can't You're just like that Literally just lying there straight And then that's it what happens then the cancer shows up in a certain colour so where you've got it so it'll come up so I think originally when I had it was obviously it was my neck shoulder chest there was a speck in my left bum cheek or whatever that is cool yeah and then my right groin okay so obviously they were small like little masses that were probably around my body that were like showing the cancerous cells so it shows the cancer cells so yeah so when I got the next PET scan they had shrunk it was just a lot less like okay. yeah like a, so much less and my tumour had shrank I think to four centimetres or something wow. like that or that's a little bit less massive difference like and what's only left that's there now so I had a PET scan the first year I was in my remission so that was 2021 in the summertime I had another PET scan Because a bit of a scare so I was like I'm not going to take yet my bloods for an answer like just no. give me the scan and I needed peace of mind like yeah. and I paid the health insurance so put it on the bill and let somebody pay for yeah. it and yeah let me go in so they did it and I came out and it was grand and but I was able to see what was left over then like okay. so it's just like skin tissue that's left obviously from the size of what the mass was so it's about two centimeters now but it's nothing that's there it's literally I'd say it's just like you know if you were to lose weight and then you had like a little bit of, little of skin, skin yeah. or something so I presume yeah. that that's what's there like um so that's what a pet's got yeah
1: so you finished your chemo yeah you went on to radiation. How long does radiation...
2: Well, your radiation... I did 20 for? sessions. Wow. That's a lot, isn't it? So, yeah, you go in every single day. But you get Saturday, Sunday off. So you go in Monday to Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday off, and then do it that way. Wow. Was it 20 or was it 15? See, I don't even remember. I think it was 15. No, was So 20. you did... You did a... No, Dad did 20. I did 15. Yeah, that's why 20 is in my head. Okay, so your dad was had cancer as well, did Yeah, he? Matt. The January of 2020, yeah. I was sitting with him in the radiation clinic in Beaumont. I used to go with him three times a week because obviously I was working, so uh, I could only do certain days, certain mornings where I could bring him in. And yeah, I was sitting there by the November of the same year he was sitting beside me. I just got goosebumps all over me. Yeah. Wild. Like I had cancer sitting there while he was getting a treatment. I had no idea. No idea. We had no idea. Like.
0: And how long had your dad got cancer? Like...
2: I moved home from Canada December 2018. He wasn't feeling well over that Christmas. It kind of took a break. Mm -hmm. And then he went and got um, tested in the January and he had to go through a few different tests like it was in his prostate. So then he was diagnosed in the June, May or June time. And then, yeah, he went through the treatment, the radiation. Then he obviously had different things to go through for the couple of months. But he, he did radiation. After do chemotherapy, we didn't have any operation or anything okay. like that. He had did the radiation in the January what for twenty sessions. Did your dad have? He had prostate cancer. Okay. And then he got the all clear in the February. Wow, that's amazing, yeah. though. Yeah. So he got the all clear in that February, and then I was diagnosed in the June.
0: Yeah.
2: Poor dad had a terrible couple of years. <laughs> terrible couple of years. Cause, yeah, because he had a heart attack the year and year. Before that, Jesus Christ. April. The house yeah. burnt down. I'm oh, not
1: <laughs> give them a afraid. Robbie's wife is actually saying all the time today. Will you do a little something there." So Somebody say a friend. Yeah.
0: yeah Oh my God. Had, and and like, so years. he, well, obviously he had prostate cancer. Yeah. But when you obviously weren't well in all that time, like, were your doctors aware that like your dad had prostate cancer, like the cancer could be in the you family? You need the same GP. Cool. It makes me so angry. It makes like- me really angry because my <sighs> nanny got uh, was really sick. And for a year, no, probably six to seven months, they were constantly in the doctor. There's something wrong with my mom. Yeah, here's antidepressants. No, there's something wrong with my, my mom. Yeah, there, look, she's just really depressed. She had lung cancer and she died within the year then. And I just... I really don't obviously like I don't want to go in a big like thing against GPs but I just as you were explaining to me there as well with the amount of times you had been there and nothing was being and no one said anything to
2: you obviously COVID was so hard for them as well like you know when you're in the hospital and you see it and you watch them and you see what they're all going through and you're just looking at them and your heart just goes out to them you're yeah. like oh do you know what like at the end of it all, I was just like, I'm um, just because you, you You hear people it's like medical negligence. Like, what are you going to do? I'm like, absolutely nothing. I'm alive. Yeah. I'm breathing. I'm clean. Yeah. I'm fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. Like, yeah. why would I like? Uh, but like like you can't like you could sit and you could. that's a topic conversation but yeah they spend years in their lives studying and sometimes but it, we all get things wrong like you know I, know. I make mistakes 100%. in my own job and like you when know you and do, it is difficult because you definitely. have people's lives
1: on your hands but if you've got and you've got so many people they can't be they can't afford to know everything like you said you can't some people can go in with a cyst somewhere someone can have a rash someone can have a stomach bug someone can have cancer someone can have they can't be expected to know everything but I just sometimes, like you said, when you're in that situation, it's obviously frustrating if they don't tell you something or if they don't notice something that's quite evident. Yeah. To get it checked for you, then. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But like you said, you, you went to the doctor,
2: to the hospital, and you were sent away too. Yeah. So it wasn't just a GP for you. No. Like, like I'll always just say is like we all spend we spend our whole lives in our bodies, you mm-hmm. know, when there's something wrong. Yeah. So be as loud as you possibly yeah. can. Yeah.
0: Trust it when they you feel, feel like something's wrong,
2: let s- them be sick of seeing you. You know, like, it's gonna be like, oh, they're coming in again. Like, you know, and I was paying the money. Yeah. You know, it was, what was it, 60, 65 euros, 60 euros every time. Yeah. You know, you'd pay the money in the bowman. Yeah. Well, I didn't have to pay because of health insurance, but like, sometimes it's 100 euros and stuff. You know, like for a lot of people, I have to pay it. Like, just get something for. Yeah, literally. Do you have health insurance? Yeah. Good.
1: (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) Don't look at me. You can't be online.
0: I think Gary's going to try and put me on yeah <laughs> no I do I actually and you know, got it mine. is look it is that's I know I can hold my hands up and say well, I, like I never needed it like you know because I've never yeah. had to be in a hospital yeah. I've never like from the day I was born like I've never been in a hospital Touching so wood. exactly yeah. touch wood but no I know I know it's bad yeah but that's just well I'm 33 And I forget that I actually have to be an adult Now <laughs> I'm still like Clinging on there Like Does my mom not pay my health yeah. No Okay that's great But that's
1: it <laughs> I'm I not room. on your health Yeah in Tasha terms. rings Tasha How? rings Madrid now Tasha <laughs> rings Leon in Madrid And says Mom, Will you ring the doctor for me Yeah I need to go to the
0: doctor I know I had to go to the doctor On my own last week I was like <laughs> Hello <laughs> No, my mum's not here today. He's probably
1: like, thank God. She's 33. Now are
0: 33.
2: But you know, <laughs> I'm laughing because I know so many people that are like that. Like, That's okay. Just I One day you'll like
1: it. a bit
0: of support, don't you? Yeah.
1: yeah. Just in, in case like, I
0: miss something. You know yeah. what I mean? A question
2: that you have to yeah. ask. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, Literally, like I had a bit of a scare there in September um, and I had to get biopsies and go through this big rig and roll and it was awful. And my boyfriend came with me um for that whole week and then the following week like his mom had come with me and they were just like how did you observe all this on, on your, your own? own that's what like, I'm how do you know like what questions that, you yeah. have to ask and i was like I don't know some things you had to learn, forget though. like some things you just be like, slow down yeah writing it down yeah. like
0: but you didn't have a choice that's exactly
2: you
1: didn't. yeah you're, you're not you given a choice yeah. and you were on your own true COVID no. and everything so you were the
2: only one getting the information yeah now I don't know if it's like you know, we've all been through stuff in our lives. Yeah. So I've had copious amount of things that have happened leading before I even got cancer mm. that I was like, you know, quite tough-skinned. Like, mm. or you'd been through stuff, and I lived abroad, so I had to
0: yeah take it doctor- you on, on your own. <laughs> Go <to>
2: yeah. <laughs> There were so many things That you had to do, do get like, on a plane I've, On my own Yeah but that's the thing yeah. I've done so many things On my own Since I was quite young Since okay. pre-teens like, So was you know, good just, That you were that independent you like, Exactly mm-hmm. So for that I'm a little bit grateful Because I was able to Be like right okay Definitely. This is something else You have to do On your own Like you know, I, but then I when really I
0: had, look up to you like, like that's what I'm saying Like when you were saying You are on your own And I do I really look up to you Because I know I would just no, I obviously I don't it, think you would I, I'm like I just want my mom react, you know what yeah. I mean but like then what you're saying is when you're in the position you have to just,
2: you just go for it yeah it's fight or flight like you just you go into it like we all have gone into flight mode like fight mode where you just like literally you then you look back and you're like how do I do that yeah. what just happened you know or it's like adrenaline burst or adrenaline yeah. through your body and you have to just go like even to the, like you're like
0: you got your notepad and your pen and you're like hold on a minute like <laughs> what's that, that word, mate? you know yeah. yeah sorry can you spell that like you know <laughs> what I mean
2: What's, like, like, What's that? <laughs> some of the words like 30 letters long yeah. I was like
0: what is this <laughs> you like got it
2: couldn't tell you now though what the key the chemo treatment it was I went through I can tell you the letters all right like but I couldn't tell you what the words meant but I did at the time I had it written down and then I, I looked it up and I was watching documentaries of what I should and shouldn't eat like I'd go and get my yeah. chemo and I'd come in oh my god I can't eat roast beef ever since they used to say I roast beef every Monday oh, when no. I came oh, chemo. And the, <laughs> the smell of it was disgusting. And
0: you changed the menu. The smell of it
2: was disgusting. And I got it the first day I went in. I was like, yeah. And I remember documenting the whole day. like. And then I was like, I can't do this. Like, just the smell. Because, oh, no. So I used to make a fruit smoothie in the morning. I'd make a green smoothie, and then I'd make a bagel with like your all your protein, your spinach, get your vitamins. So in you there. looked
0: up like your diet, like what yeah. you should be eating. Yeah, and I could
2: it like I'm a jelly fiend, like. I actually used to feel better before I knew I was sick by eating jellies which is terrible because they do say sugar feeds it. So I had jellies everywhere. I used to have those We love jellies. <laughs> I used to have those one kilo sweet king bags like in the fridge and work, in the fridge at home. I'm
0: like, oh, you're a fridge girl. I'm you a oh, freezer girl.
2: Freezer. Oh, really? I've never tried a you, freezer. You eat less. Because it's lasts longer. Oh, and the flavor oh so I'll test good. that you eat less. <laughs> yeah. Very real. You do because you eat them when you I have you're no just, teeth left. It, yeah. Literally. <laughs> it takes time to eat them but I had them everywhere and sometimes I'd actually be in the shop and I'm like I feel a bit sick and usually when you feel sick you're you don't like, eat jellies where they actually made me feel a little bit better. better yeah. But I'd say I was just feeding feeding the illness I give me all the sugar. It no. Was terrible. So my brother no sugar, no this, no that. I got all the rules in a text and I was okay. like right I look into it so I gave up jellies. But I still, I like eat jellies. Yeah. Frozen um, jelly. Now I'm like, yes. now I'm <laughs> like, don't I'm fine. Bloods are fine. Five kilos, please. <laughs> like inject me with the jelly. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the, the juice. <laughs> we want yeah. the
1: jellies. Now we want the jellies. <laughs> yes. Right. So we go, where we stopped was you've just had your chemo, mm. your eight sessions of chemo. You've done your radiation for 15 sessions. Mm. Can I actually ask a quick question about radiation? They say that you're not, is this true that they say that you're not supposed to eat your things or drink your favorite things through radiation because it can taste odd. Is that right? Yeah, but they do. But I, you didn't I, find it? I did it anyway. Oh, right. But you didn't get turned off anything or anything, did you? No, I didn't get turned off. Oh, I'm, God. I'm, I'm, just, I'm the just, just the roast right? beef. Just the roast beef. I can't even do it now.
2: Like. You're like, I can't even <laughs> say
1: <laughs> the word. She walks into the strand and she's like, Joe, yeah. no
2: roast beef. Turn the roast beef off. <laughs> um, but they... Yeah, like no, they, they they do say that, but I was I was okay because I got it even though I got like my neck and Yeah, that's and my what I was chest, wondering, like, but it was alright. Oh, that was good then. Yeah.
1: So we finish your treatment, and then what happens then? Because a lot, like sometimes you're like, how do you know? Like when it's gone, how long does it take for them to
0: know? What do you do? When does your hair how start growing? You, yeah, like, how yeah. did you trust that it was gone? Yeah. It, or is that it,
2: something in, like you're like, I have to say it's gone It now. took time. I needed to hear the words remission. I needed, like there was a lot happening. So that was the end of November. Okay, this is 2020. 2020, okay. end of November. I finished the treatment. Um, and I was like, right, okay. And then you're in December. So it was like, it's Christmas. Time's so just kind of put it all backwards. Have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have a drink. <laughs> Uh, I remember actually I know it's really terrible but it was like that was the weekend that I'd finished my radiation and I had a friend up and I cooked her some dinner like she was giving me injections to try and you know Sophie mm-hmm. give me injections to save me ovaries because it was too late to freeze my eggs at the time so yeah we'll get into that in a minute right okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, yeah, won, yeah. I won't rush so. uh, she, she did all that for me so I cooked her a meal and I'll never do that again because she was like what is this no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was so funny like all it was, was a capri salad like a bit of mozzarella and tomato I love but just... we <laughs> I thought it would be a hit like yeah like, oh this is rotten <laughs> not a Christmas time special to be oh, fair the end of everyone before Christmas hit off, uh, so we had a few drinks. But sure, I ended up inviting some neighbours in, and all. we had a no. little bit of a deal in the kitchen. And we had such great crack, like. And I woke up with the guilt the next day. I was yeah. like, oh, "How could I drink? How could I put my body through that?" And I was like, "Oh, wow. fuck off! Stop giving yourself yeah, a time." Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I had just enjoyed my Christmas. My brother came home. He was due to come home later in December. Obviously, he tried to get home a few times throughout 2020, but he couldn't get home. Um, he was in America. So he took the risk, came home at Christmas, uh, surprised us a week early. That was really nice. So you kind of just go into a bubble of just Christmas yeah. and everything was open so you could go and enjoy a dinner. And there was just a lot of friend and family time like throughout the month and obviously like spending lots of time with like my niece and my nephew because they were in rush when I was in Rahini. So mm. it was hard and they yeah. were watching me go be sick and very honest with them. Like, um, And then I went in in the February and they said, yeah, Jack, like, you're in remission everything's good and then I went for so my first so what does test. remission mean so you're in remission for like five years so it basically just means like they check you so every three months I was getting checked um, so does it mean the cancer's not months. growing yeah it was, it's done it's done, done. done. gone yeah it's okay. gone like it's not there yeah um, but like you're on high alert for if anything comes up like you're seen straight away okay. you make a call they'll see you in a moment if anything's gone on your body that you're not sure about like they'll see you like they'll protect as much as they can. Now, there's a timeline on that. It's five years. But then that also means like they say that it could come back, but they, I, the 90%, 95% chance mine's not going to come back. So I'm quite lucky. Um, but there are people who will go into remission and fall out of remission after a couple of years and then they have to go through it again. And so but once you reach that five year mark, you're like, okay, I'm on the home stretch now. Okay. Like, you know, I, I, I can, everything's okay. It's like, less likely. You know, so yeah, it's very less likely. Mm. Yeah. amazing
1: so you, you were in remission that was February 21 yeah and then like so That's so two years last week that is amazing congratulations yes. <laughs> yeah so I know this is going to sound like a weird question but what do you do then just get your checks go back to normal life like... no like it's it's like the first
2: you know me like I, I joined a football team you you to... you're like right what will I do <laughs> I was going to the gym every day I was walking I was running and uh, but you got this new lease of life. But I started a degree when I was going through treatment. So okay. I got accepted into a place when I d- got diagnosed. My brother's like, surely you're a And I was like, surely not. Surely not. Like, surely, surely not. I needed not something to I do. I, I don't know. I don't, can not do yeah. anything. So I started my degree, which you get brain fog, you get memory loss. A lot of things happen to your brain. I'm so grateful I did it because I'd be sitting there and I'd take my tablets upstairs. I'd come back down. My sister'd watch me and I'd get back up and I'd go back upstairs and I'd, See that the, now I had to put everything in the days. Yeah. You know, because I had to organ, organize it. Your tablet. I go, my tablets are gone. I come down and I'm like, She's I take them tablets. She's like, you are have to go up to them stairs three times. Like, we'll just stay and relax. Like, the tablets are inside your body. Yeah. But you literally would just forget. It was like a memory, like a fish. You'd forget what was happening in yeah. five minutes. So that was kind of happening. So when I had studied focus on, I was completely keeping my brain active all the time. Amazing. So I'd literally give advice that if you ever go through anything and they say brain fog, memory loss, like pick something up even if it's a cheap, learn something new, yeah. even if it's like a center of excellence course where you do mindfulness that you want to practice for yourself. I did that as well. If you want to practice it for yourself, like, you know, learn it, Just learn yeah. about it, learn all about it because it keeps your brain
0: ticking over, ticking over. Yeah. read,
2: like I read a lot of books and that helped me as well. Um, that's so, sort of yeah, so when I was like remission, I was like, OK, take on the world. But that was a terrible idea because I crashed after three months and I went through like a chemo hangover. So what they were saying to me after I got the PET scan and stuff. So I ended up leaving my job because I was also like just back to work. I was like, OK, I'll work yeah. part time because um, I was still getting I was getting a disability allowance. Okay. So I was able to just like I said, right? Okay, I'll work part time and get a yeah. bit of an income, and because you know, ease you know,
0: back into it. like Yeah, because yeah.
2: I didn't get any money from the government when I was sick in that year in 2020 because I didn't live in the country for two years, so I wasn't paying taxes for two years. But we won't talk about that. That just happens. Oh. So Welcome yeah, unless you're here for two years paying the government tax or whatever it is, um, you don't get put onto it. Like you wouldn't get a disability. But I got it the first January 2021. One um so like that was fine so you have to go through all that stuff so I said right I build my build my stash back up as they say so I had a bit of a crash in the summer um broke my finger so I'm like kind of like when I was playing football I broke mm-hmm. my finger I was like right okay I'll just take a break and pull back a bit so I went back to full-time education instead of doing a part-time I was like right I'll do my second year like full-time and then obviously then in September it said like there was a three and a half centimeter lump in my breast I had to get a biopsy part of the radiation I got because I got it in a chest so
1: like, you fa- I have a higher found, chance of getting breast did you breast find cancer. that or they found it
2: in a test? my niece was lying in the bed beside me and she was Stop. kicking my boob yeah and I was like what the hell is that? I started feeling it I was like no it got down I need to feel it the next day like me, she started crying and I was like I know I know so I made a call to the doctor. My boyfriend was away at the time. I was like, oh, I can't call him. Like he's on a lads holiday. Like, yeah. I didn't call him that day. I waited until I kind of knew what was going on. Um, But then he arrived home. We went into the hospital. My oncologist saw me right away. <clears throat> the next day I was in for an ultrasound. The day after that I had a biopsy. Like it was all so quick. Yeah. Um, and it turned out to be an infection. I went on tablets for three and a half weeks and it was fine and it cleared and like I'm all cleared from that. But it was just because it was so high risk from getting radiation that you can get breast cancer. So that's like year two of being in remission. That's now, I mean, you, now I've finished two years of remission, but like it's like that, your health goes up and down waves. Yeah. You know, so you just kind of monitor it yourself and, and just let your body be tired if it's tired and just... You know more you, now yeah. of
1: listening to your own body what's telling you. Completely,
2: completely. Like if my body's saying just sleep in, sleep in. If I need to go to bed early, I'll just go sleep.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, once I get my sleep, I'm, I'm happy.
1: So obviously you touched on it a few minutes ago, and it's definitely a big thing, me and Tasha were talking about it before. When you, well, people actually, you probably don't think, it's not probably not the first thing that you think of, but one of the factors that comes into it is obviously at the age you were, can I have children?
0: Will I be okay? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So tell us about that sort of journey that you had.
2: So they told me when they diagnosed me with the B-cell lymphoma. Which is the misdiagnosis. Yeah. And they were just saying like that, like no kids. And I was like, what? So I had that in my head for twenty, almost 24 hours. I won't say full 24 hours because they came back in the next morning and told me what was going on. Um, But I was like, what? But there is too too late to freeze your eggs. Like, we've got to go move forward with for treatment, all that stuff. So I was absolutely devastated because, like, I have always wanted kids. I've always said, like, you know, you know, when you like, you feel like you have a purpose being in here, like, and it's not right now but like you know in the future like i'd love that so that was heartbreaking for me uh, at the time and then they said like there's chance like people uh get their cycle back all the time there's a way to protect it we still can't freeze your eggs but um you know like you know fertility like you'll get it checked and you know i probably will struggle but somebody once told me about five six years ago no matter what you do in your life you're gonna like from everything like you'll struggle but you always get there in the yeah. end so I feel like that will be another journey that I'll probably end up going on which I have no problem with when the time is right for me in my life but yeah no it was awful to hear like I was 29 I was like what like you know and I remember saying to my friends um no matter what the journey goes on I said "From thirty six, thirty seven, 36 37 if I was single and not in a relationship I would go and have a child, yeah, yeah. I because that you can time. so like because it doesn't matter. No, mm. like, there's so many ways to do it. Like mm. so, I, I remember saying my friends are like, "Would you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I would do it." Like because if I'm single and that's what I want at that yeah. time, then you would like. And if you met somebody after and they they loved you and they understood why you did it and Absolutely, they wanted to yeah. grow a family with you and you did it that way, then great. But um, yeah, it was really really hard at the time. Now I was so lucky. I remember I flee the country in January 2021 actually I forgot to skip this before I went into remission I went off to Spain uh just for 10 days but we actually got stuck there so no way yeah because COVID went like hiatus again oh yeah in that January and I was like oh I am back for my appointment on like the 3rd of February whatever day it was I was like I'm fine so we just stayed in Spain (laughs) me and my friend's mom like Little break, a little yeah. break, and we just had a ball. Just what bowl. you needed, yeah. And we just went for walks and we drank one year lovely coffees on the beach. And we'd go to the beach, and now it was 20 days, some days, but then it wasn't great. Other days, yeah. And yeah, you just have a glass of rose with a Gamma's pill pill by oh, the water, that's and nice. oh, <laughs> really? yeah. And it was just great, like so. It was really nice.
1: So, did you have to go for checks then for your fertility since I then? haven't? Okay,
2: because it's not something. Now, I can be ignorant of the fact of that, like, but yeah, I don't see myself having kids till I'm about 37, 38. Okay. Like, because I have so much that I want to do before, before that. Like, I'm going to finish my degree next May. Um, there's so much traveling I want to do at different places I want to go see. Um, And yeah, like, I just feel like that's a good time to do it. I want my career. I have all these plans of different things that... I want to start doing like different kind of coaching courses and stuff that I want to get into. And I think then it might be a little bit naive to push it off for a couple of years. But I also think that when the time's right and I'm like, you know, in a good place, whether it's financially or yeah. anything like mentally, that, I can say, OK, yeah. and mentally, like it's a big thing. Mm. And I'm like, right, OK, where am I at? You know, going, I'm like thirty. I'm not gonna say 33. That's next year. I maybe go when I'm like 34, yeah, and then be like, right, okay, exactly. So yeah. then I can prepare myself for what's gonna happen in two or three years' time when I plan to have. Yeah, this.
0: and you still have your time to like exactly. think about it. Then it's exactly. a great way to look at yeah. it. And then, yeah, and by
2: then I will be in a good career. Yeah. I would have done a lot of the traveling that I want to do. And yeah, um, please God, I'm still with the same boyfriend. <laughs> Fingers. Crossed. I will be. <laughs> no, I will be. Like, um, but like, yeah, be just different. And then it's something that you. And then you have a partner that you can go through it, like if anything happens. But there's so many different ways to do it now. So exactly, yeah. But and it comes up sometimes. Like I look at my friends, and yeah. they all have kids now. Yeah. Like I lost count after 20. I was <laughs> like, I literally <laughs> lost count after 20 because so many of my friends have kids, and obviously my siblings. And um, it's 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 so lovely for them and the yeah. lives that they want. And sometimes I look and I'd be like. Know, Is that day. what I want Yeah, Is, like, yeah. I, I, But I know looking now And like, that's not what I want But yeah. I know also looking I'm like one day Yeah That will absolutely. be nice To be sitting in the garden And watching your kids Play in the garden Like yeah. you know that kind of yeah. way
1: But for right now It's nice but to we... have the kid For a while and then hand it back yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To their parents yeah.
2: Exactly Everyone's like Oh it suits you And I'm like It suits me to hand it back
0: Yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Sorry for calling Isn't me Isn't
0: there so much but, pressure though yeah. Like
2: ARH Like It's ridiculous
0: I'm So I'm nearly with my boyfriend A year and like I'd say since we were like together six months And like when he's getting engaged When he's moving And I was like I don't even know this lad's middle name Like can you just give me a minute And then it was like At Christmas even yeah. Definitely gonna get engaged over Christmas I was like We're not even together a year Yeah, Like I don't even want him to move in yet yeah, no, that's He's all He's moving changed. in next week, and she still doesn't want him to move in yet. No, I do, I do, Gary. Really <laughs> but you know, it's 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 ridiculous the pressure that once you're oh okay, everything happens a bit faster when you're in your thirties, but also it shouldn't have to move that fast. <laughs> like I'm like, eh, what's Hold the point on there?
2: <laughs> but it is like,
0: why should it be rushed? Because you shouldn't.
2: Aged. It shouldn't. I feel
0: like I I've been like to him. Let's just. Well, l- l- stop letting other people put pressure on us yeah don't listen whatever happens happens yeah. like you know what I mean yeah life is end. for living yeah right it is
2: exactly. it is for living good yeah no but I completely agree with that like just because people are around you are doing it doesn't mean you have to do it yeah but like we were 17 and we had friends having kids yeah and we were 16 and we had friends having kids we were 20 21 yeah, we had yeah. friends having kids we were in our mid-20s we had friends having kids now i'm in my 30s we had friends getting kids and then those same couples were getting engaged in their mid-20s getting married in their late having 20s more kids great yeah yeah but i at the time i was at a time in a long-term relationship yeah but none of that was like even 20. not like what I wanted. Yeah. Like yeah. I yeah. was so happy when I moved abroad and I was abroad and then I was alone abroad and it was just brilliant. Like yeah. I spent four years in my mid-twenties in a foreign like city just having the best time. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like I was probably mentally not in a good way. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you're, still you're, having a You're great in your day. mid-twenties. <laughs> like what do you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, but like then you come back, you spend time, family and friends and you're like, your values consistently change. And I'm turning 32 in two weeks and I don't see myself having kids or wanting kids or any of that. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 100% not. Definitely not. No. I think it's just, whatever, like, whatever, like, you can, yeah. surely you can have a kid when you're 40 if you want. Yeah, surely
0: you I know, I know yeah. women
2: have clocks and all, but like, there's, I know. There's see, that's the things. thing as
0: well. Oh, sugar, ticking on, like. You will. tell you when I'm ticking on myself. <laughs> Like you can't tell me that I'm taking none. <laughs> Hold on, I'll just go to the doctor name Check. But I you know still I mean? think I'm 25. I still think I'm 18. <laughs> I'm my my mom, and dad still think they're 18. So I think I'm 12. Yeah, like yeah. that's why I'm like yeah. my mom still yeah. brings me to me doctor appointments because I am 12. Yeah so there's no point in telling me now I'm moving in with a boy next yeah. week because... my boyfriend's
2: five years younger than me so I'm like I'm his age yeah, yeah. I'm back in my mid 20s I'm back in my mid
1: 20s we like... brought my niece to a concert a few weeks ago we were sat at the train station and I said something to her and I was like I hope like I'm your cool auntie and stuff like that and she would like obviously I'm 30 like she's 14 nearly we were having a chat And she was like Yeah but like obviously And then she was saying something then I was like what Because I'm a little bit old now And she was like no She's like I actually still think You're like 20 I'm like good Keep telling everybody yeah. that I'm only 20 I'm only 4 Or 6 years older than you yeah. I'm only 20 I was like keep
0: telling Because you do you feel like that yeah, I mean, think it's our generation as well Like, like Who's in their early 30s now We're like Fuck now we're not grown up <laughs> Yeah growing Like my up. mom was Peter always Pan. like yeah. Please don't um, <laughs> Yeah But that's what they call my dad yeah, Peter, Peter Pan. Pan They um. My mum used to be like, no, no teenage pregnancies And we we're like, yeah, grand. And then it was in her twenties. She's like, no, I'm not ready to be a granny yet. And we were like, yeah, no worries. And now she's like, right, you didn't do it now. Yeah, I'm now like, I'm get- no, we're having a wild time <laughs> yeah. house party. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay, but <laughs> well,
2: you can't just go on a holiday. No, like I went on you a lovely cruise for two a weeks last in. year. No, couldn't do it. A lion. I know. That's
0: like my thing. Ta-
2: I love a lion. See Love you on a, a Sunday in. See you on a Sunday Yeah Love a lion
1: We have Love a lion We have <laughs> a lion And then we get up And we have breakfast Normally I stay in touch At the weekend sometimes yeah. We'll get up We'll Long have time. breakfast Or Graham will go And get his breakfast rolls And then the two of us Look at you and go Nap time Nap time And we'll turn over <laughs> And nap for like yeah, two hours You're yeah, not napping If there's a screaming <laughs> kid There no. next Yeah. Like Sinead sending me voice notes before I came in, here, and she's like, "I had two and a half hours sleep last no. night." And I'm like, oh, "I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't cope." She's a
2: newborn baby, though. <laughs> yeah, my gorgeous.
1: little godson, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, that's your godson. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's lovely.
2: Still yeah. only two hours sleep. Though, no, I'm like, no. he's not that cute. Yeah, no, he is that cute. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not for us, not no, now. Not my right right say in us because of the conversation. A hundred percent speak for all
0: of us I'm exactly. like, are we still doing the thirty hour deal in the home? No. All <laughs> yeah. oh, right, Brad. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Fucking place is demolished. And <laughs> so I'm like, Hello. <laughs>
1: They left the I'm one double thir- doors. I have
0: my thirty euro. No, okay, <laughs> I'll let. <hit. laughs>
2: Imagine a thirty euro deal on that—you wouldn't get it.
0: We were only talking. We were like, remember the thirty euro deal? Six drinks, your coat, entry, entry. In. That was
2: what was that, every Friday, Saturday, every weekend, every weekend. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying about health insurance. Now we'll go out and we'll spend fifteen euro on a cocktail, five of them. But people can't spend fifty euro a month on health insurance. That is very true so in cocktails they should go down and Bryce <laughs> <laughs> there's two for ten in Russian the new Jack's cocktail bar there you go oh, yeah. little a little, nice. little plug of course is it yeah they got a new chef as well and he's oh the food is just delicious I thought you were going to say he's a riot I was going to oh. say I'll get down there oh so. my <laughs> god Insane,
0: setting her up whatever no we are. meaning like it's it's a little dating hotline
2: <laughs> bartender down there I don't know if he's single but maybe talk to him hmm. oh sure. let's have a
0: look at that yeah now. go down they have had to talk about on the
1: podcast <laughs> Would you like to be a guest?
2: <laughs> you make you good old fashioned.
1: Oh yeah. Nice. I oh, know, but honestly, Janelle, you're probably one of the bravest people our age that I think I've ever met. Oh, and I know that, and I know that probably sounds to everyone like I'm blowing smoke up your ass, but it's actually not. Because I do know you and I know what a vibrant, lively, bubbly, kind person you've always been forever. And do you know what? You didn't let any of it get you down. And I'm so happy for you to see...
2: What life has in store for you thank you you won't see it though i barely share it on instagram now everyone's like what's going on in your life <laughs> she oh hides my... away now Call me, oh, she do documented
1: you? everything and now we're like
2: hello <laughs> Like, I'm my, my life is so different now so it's like you know just things are just you've, you know, you're taking the moments for you yeah exactly yeah. it's mad it's that's literally what it is it's just you're starting to realize that like you're sitting there and you're just... You're not every- being
0: involved in on this. social media. Yeah. Like
2: showing everyone else what you yeah. want to do. You're yeah. actually being yeah. present. You just talked about that last week and I started laughing. And you were like, Instagram is fake is what you said. No, and
0: you're the second person to say
2: that this yeah. week. And I said, I said to them, I was like, they're dead, right? Yeah. Like, that's what it is. And at the point, I was like going to post a lovely picture. I went down on Valentine's Day and I was going to post a picture of myself and say like, I'm in remission two years. And like, you know, and I always genuinely mean like the support I got was amazing but then I was like in a tracksuit yeah. with my hair. Tied my new up. New hair, tied up and all. <laughs> frozen and I was, like, jellies. Yeah, frozen <laughs> jelly. And I was like, Do you know what? Like, you know, it, when I meet people and I have conversations with people, then I'll say, oh, like, and if it comes up in conversation, I was like, yeah, remember we two years. Yeah. You can go sit and have a conversation like this, you know, and it's open because then it's nice to see face to face in person yeah. like and talk like I miss that I miss, I, I, I genuinely missed pre like 10 years ago when you could just like see everybody all the time yeah. and have conversations and, and ask the, the right questions news, like, and, like all that stuff and I just think that it, unfortunately it's taken away from that so yeah. it's nice when you get the WhatsApp messages or you send your friends a WhatsApp message or people you haven't seen in a while a text or you actually go and meet that person for a cup of coffee I just think it's a lot more not more real is authentic so busy and meaning though,
0: isn't yeah it? like it's just so busy, 100
2: life miles is busy. Yeah. life's busy one minute you think like i literally i finished my exams in january and i was like yeah grand great and then i was like how did i fit time in to study for those exams yeah because then just something else yeah. comes yeah. along and you're just like on a whirlwind like but which is good because it just means that everybody's growing i know you do i do feel like i've two voice notes now that I
0: haven't listened to from like two weeks ago but it's just like life gets so busy and then that gets further down I feel down. so like, bad and
1: you but the thing is Tasha doesn't do things by halves mm. so she wants to take that person's full attention yeah. to them and respond to them and do that and if she can't do that she just doesn't
2: because <laughs> then you're half you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you obviously don't do it in half. like yeah. you're just giving half your attention and you want to be able to give all of it all of it yeah like you can't do it all the time and unfortunately Mm. it can take a month or six weeks but then you're like right okay let's have two hours together or let's you're like actually I'm just sitting here I have two hours to have a conversation with somebody I feel the same way as that now it's
0: always like everything's just always what's next what's next what's next sometimes I'm I'm like can everyone just come to my house we'll (laughs) all hug each other and like we can all just stare at each other if you want (laughs) like this meeting like at the weekends I feel like I just drive everywhere to meet like at 12 o'clock I'm meeting this person too I'm like I can't do it mm. I can't do
1: like why is life so busy Well, I think we need to take a note out of Janelle's yeah absolutely and take a moment to soak everything in yourself and appreciate what's there
2: so Janelle thanks so much thanks so much for coming no thanks for having me girls no, like, no thank you so that was such a thank lovely you. chat I yeah. appreciate it and
0: you're still, I always will remember you from like blue and like around scary yeah. fashion shows. Yeah, you and that? you're still the exact same the exact person same. after mm. everything that you've gone through. Burning houses and everything, jeez. No, she wasn't burning houses, her house burnt down. Yeah, no, they'll get that now <laughs> at this stage. But like, after all you've been through, you still have a smile on your face and you're still radiate so much love and happiness. So. Thank you so much. Thank for you on. for
2: having me. I appreciate it, girls. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Thank you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Teas and Seas podcast. We'll be uploading
1: posts and stories about upcoming episodes and guests. And you can also email us on the Teas and C's pod at gmail.com.
0: Don't forget to follow, rate and hit the bell for future episodes on Spotify.
1: Bye. Bye. Chat to you.